podcasting from Ealing, London. I'm Paolo Valdemarin. And I'm Matt Moa. And this is the Startup Lab Podcast, Season 1. Episode 5. Today we have another guest. Please introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Annette Kramer. Welcome, Annette. Thank you. And uh, Annette has been a part of, of the Activel Capital team from the very beginning. Yep. And uh, we really, really like working with you. Uh, now it's it's all 36 of our listeners will know this. So, Annette, what have you been doing within our program and with the startup that we have selected? Well, first of all, let me say that the feeling is mutual. I don't know that I've ever had such a good time working with a group of people or felt more aligned with the way that you all think. Um, what I have been doing is helping our company um, think about how people listen and to think through what it is that they want to say before they put together what most people call a pitch, but what I prefer to call a story. Mm-hmm. The, the fact that people are trained from a pup in business to create pitches in order to persuade is, I think, a really ineffective and misguided habit or precedent or whatever you want to call it. I think, and I think most people will agree that it's more effective to start a conversation that listeners want to continue rather than trying to pitch your ideas at somebody. Pitching at somebody conjures up the idea of a ball being thrown at your head. You don't really want that. Nobody enjoys that. And I don't think it's particularly persuasive. It's very aggressive. And we all, as human beings, have an amazing ability to discern when people are not present. And when people are pitching at us, we notice right away that they are in a kind of sales mode that feels very uncomfortable and also feels intrusive. So the good part about pitching then is the focus on who is your audience and and what, what do they want to hear or what do they need to hear. Is that right? Well, I wouldn't call it pitching. Well, not wanting to argue too much with the term, but what I'm saying is the the good part about the mental game of pitching is how you listen to what your audience is going to want to hear, what what will make it valuable for them, even if the mode is different. I would say that, yes, I I would say that the, the, the most important thing about thinking about persuading somebody to do something is the thinking process. The communication part of it is actually easy or much easier than the thinking through how it is that people listen and what it is that you actually want to accomplish. One of the issues that I think we have as people in business, and I think it starts in school, is that we have an expectation about what it is that we are supposed to want and what we are supposed to do and what we are supposed to say. If we take a step back and think about how we engage outside of business, which is conversational, and then we apply that to business and cross contexts, which for some reason we don't think of doing, most of my clients find it very effective. I think that probably the strange set of uh, consequential events has been the fact that uh, 
around startups there have been a lot of events and all these events were people on some sort of stage having to do a short presentation so this whole culture of pitching came about and you know optimize about pitching and competition but we, but we ended up in a situation that even when you put two founders in front of a single person instead of having a conversation they're pitching yeah and while it might be hard to have a conversation with a thousand people when you're on a stage even if it probably would make sense to start thinking in that direction when you are uh, sitting in a room and you're presenting a company the fact that you are pitching them is actually usually annoying i think that the whole notion of pitching is a symptom of our perception of investors have all the power and startups don't and so the goal for the startup is to get the attention, persuade, flatter, um, appeal to the investor. When everybody knows that if a startup basically gets in bed with an investor, um, an investor invests in a company, you're going to be partners. And so if a startup thinks of itself as a partner from the word go, mm -hmm. if you will, mm -hmm. <laughs> not to mix my metaphors, um, it's hard to talk about talking. Um, but if a, if a, if a startup or an entrepreneur thinks about uh, uh, the relationship that he or she is trying to develop with an investor or with a client as a partnership, which is what it should be because good business is partnerships, good business is good relationships, then I think the perception of what it is considering uh, how you communicate is going to change, it has to change. We've spent several weeks now working with Tomo, who are the company in the program, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, what you've done with them and about sort of how you've introduced them to storytelling? I think that the way that Tomo has improved and changed over the course of the program might be interesting to several different kinds of audiences. I think uh, to entrepreneurs, it might be interesting to know that there are other ways to pitch than the way that they've been trained. And by the way, I hate the word training. I think it's for dogs and monkeys. It's collaborative learning. But the way that they have changed the way they think about communicating from pitching at people to really engaging through uh, telling their story and building a case with that story in a very conversational way, um, everyone seems to agree with whom they speak that it's, it's good. I mean, I, I don't know if you had mentioned that after working with us, uh, investors started approaching them who had never approached them before, but who had seen them before and were beating a path to their door. So clearly it's an effective method. It was nice to actually see their, their reaction to that happening as well. Yeah, it was really nice. It's always nice to see, uh, see uh, things work. Uh, to investors, it might be an interesting, uh, an interesting thing to know about because um, it might it might help them think about how they talk to startups or how they ask them to perform mm. in order to get the most out of them. Because I think one of the issues for investors is in a very short period of time, trying to figure out where the value is in a company is not necessarily going to be in a traditional pitching style just because it's always been that way doesn't mean it has to be that way. And one of the things that we've seen and Tomo has seen is that when they change the way they communicate, people are much more interested in them because they can see more. There's well, a we, know, we know that investors don't like pitch days. 
It's increasingly hard to get investors to come and be pitched at. Because nobody likes being pitched at. So here's a call to investors. Stop doing this. (laughs) Nobody likes it. If the startups don't like it, you don't like it. Let's write write in and let's come up with another structure that works better. And I think for for startups, also it's interesting, uh, could be interesting, because if if they want to learn the pitching and the thinking behind the pitching, because the pitching is really, uh, again, I hate the word, but I can't think of another one, um, is really the result of a lot of thinking and planning that is not just done by me, but also, or led by me, but, but led by the people at Activate Capital. I mean, one of the reasons this program, to me, is, and I've worked in <laughs> almost every uh, accelerator uh, in, in the UK and a lot in, in the US, one of the reasons I like this one the best is that it really is a collaborative process that is tailored for each company. So we start out with um, a bit of communication. I have a section of, of time that I'm given to, to, to help facilitate communication and change the way people think about communication. Then we do some planning. So Matt, you do some of your product development and Paola, you do some of, of, of the planning that you do. And then we come back again and I work with them again and say, okay, so where are we? And, and, and how do you, let, let, let's, let's kick this up a notch. Let's let you did fine before. Now let's see what does it look like when you sit with a group of clients? What does it look like when you, and so I think, and the fact that everybody participates and it's not just throwing specialists at the company and the company collaborates as well. It's, it's a really unusual, I think really high value program. And I would encourage entrepreneurs to consider applying to the next round. Well, actually, we have just opened an uh, application for the next round. So if uh, anyone listening has an idea or you know somebody who has an idea and want to solve a big problem and want to start a business around this, uh, well, we want to hear from you and we want to help. And it's probably worth mentioning the criteria, the kind of companies that we're really interested in looking at. Mm-hmm. So probably going to be a digital platform, early stage, could even be an idea. Um, and one of the key things is you don't need a CTO to apply. Uh, we can actually act as your technical co-founder while you're bootstrapping. One of the things I think is worth mentioning and that has been very interesting to people I've spoken to is that this accelerator program only caters to one or two companies over the course of six weeks. So what that means is you get dedicated attention uh, over that period of six weeks and you get a prototype built by the end of that six weeks so that you can go out and raise. And you have the benefit of all of our contacts and connections to start raising the money that you need to raise. Mm -hmm. So visit uh, activatecapital.co.uk and click on the apply now button. Thank you for listening and uh, hopefully we'll be back online next week with a new episode. Hope you'll be listening then. Bye. Bye.